Tom. Love Talk Radio. This is Tom from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twin. to that sound, that music, that theme song, you know exactly what time it is. It is Attitude Era, Monday, live Monday time here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And as always, we have a big show, just like always. And I'm usually hanging out here with my friends, uh, Matthias and Big Swing. However, uh, Matthias is uh, running a little late, so uh, let's uh, bring on our other guest co-host for the next I don't know, several weeks. I do believe that Mr. Hand is going to give us a hand. Are you there, sir? Yes, I'm here. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, it took us a week to get you connected, but we're here. All right, man. Sounds good. Ready for right. the show. All right. So uh, for those uh, for those of you who do, uh, who do not know, if I could talk today, who do not know who Scott Hand is, why don't you give us a little background about yourself, uh, give everybody a refresh course on who you are and how big of a star that you're going to make me. Yes. Well, that's going to be in the next couple of months when we get shooting The Black Tent, which is going to be my next horror film. It'll be my second feature film, but it'll actually be the um, – Fourth time, I'll be writer, producer, director on a movie. I've got my short comedy, Five Losers on a Line, and post-production. Like Hayne is just about ready to go out for distribution, and my short film, Lost in the Night, is set to go into film festivals beginning in January. If I'm not mistaken, you're also the sole financial backer of the film, correct? For the black tent? No, I am not. No, I have plenty okay. in that. No. All right. You know, it's always it's always good as an independent filmmaker to have uh, partners in uh, your production because, uh, as you know, and uh, maybe can kind of explain this a little bit because we have a little time before our uh, our first guest arrives. And there's Matthias. He can be uh, talking here in a little bit. But as an independent film director, it's always good to have uh, partners in your financial backing. That way, it doesn't have all have to come out of your pocket. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I mean, you know, it, it, it also goes when you're a writer-director of the scope that you're going to do it. You know, when I did Lost in the Night um, five years ago, or six years, five or six years ago, we had no money. I mean, it was, I don't even think I had $2,000 for the budget. Um, it was just a matter of getting people together, you know, getting the right look, getting atmosphere, getting the right composer, and you know, just rehearsing with everybody and hoping to get the best performances to keep the story going. And um, the feedback I've been getting has been fairly positive on it, you know. And then um, it moved me into my first feature film, Like Cam, which is a werewolf movie, which is really good. Um, didn't have didn't have a fortune on that movie either. We were, we were very micro-budget on it. But I think the results are really good. We have a, a full music score. The movie's coming in just over 97 minutes. Um, and we're in final sound mixing and color correction right now. And my little comedy that I shot, Five Losers on the Line, we're just about ready for the first work print on that one. That's awesome. And uh, another gentleman that uh, I'm going to bring with me when we start filming, uh, Matthias, are you there, sir? Yep, I am here. How are you doing, man? What's new with you? Uh, just, um, I'm a little late because of some that uh, an emergency happened, but uh, I'm here. 
And I hope the emergency was you weren't able to get those beverages to uh, the local establishments. I hope that was not the emergency. No, that was uh, more of a personal emergency. Uh, we got to take it care of, so ready to do it. So All right. Well, you know, I was just kidding about that, right? You know that. All right, so uh, let's see. Let's give a list of who our guests. Of course, we have uh, Scott Hand who's going to co-host with us for the next uh, few weeks, and uh, through March, I do believe. And we have a couple great guests here tonight, as always. We have Rain Cruz. Uh, she's the ring announcer of Matthias. I'm sure you know a little bit about ring announcers, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we have uh, Brad uh, uh, Benka, and uh, he, I'll tell you what, let me tell you about Brad here real quick. Brad is, uh, when he calls in, uh, we're going to have him uh, on our, in our second slot. I'll tell you what, man, this is guy is one of the most talented individuals that I can, uh, not take anything away from Scott, of course, but uh, Brad is probably one of the most talented individuals that I uh, I am uh, uh, ha- have a pleasure to be friends with, and uh uh, he's from uh, South Bend, uh, and he's also from Southern Michigan, and we're going to talk to him a little bit uh, after uh, our first guest. And our third guest uh, will be uh, Stephen Alexander. And, uh, you know, uh, we're, uh, we just celebrated uh, a more, uh, uh, Veterans Day, and uh, Steve is a lieutenant colonel from the U.S. Army, and uh, he's a writer, and uh, he's wrote a lot of military stories. So uh, we're going to talk to him, and uh, basically we're going to have a little military theme here uh, this evening because uh, we, uh, we respect all those that served. And uh, as everybody knows, my father served, and I know he's listening right now. Along with his brothers, my favorite uncles, uh, Clayton and Dwayne, uh, they served uh, during Korea. My father served during Vietnam in the first Gulf War. So uh, I know that uh, my uncles are uh, looking down on us and watching over us, and my father is listening uh, attentively. So let's uh, go ahead and uh, catch everybody up on what I've been doing. Uh, as you guys know, I, uh, I work uh, several jobs uh, trying to make ends meet with a lot of uh, – a lot of uh, different uh, bills I have, especially with, uh, well, you know, I just bought a house, you know, back in July, and uh, still working on that, having some fun with that, uh, still in a little bit of disarray, but uh, we're slowly working through that, and uh, we're definitely going to have uh, uh, a housewarming party as soon as we get everything back in order, so, uh, so stay tuned for that when we're going to have that. Anyway, so uh, Scott, let's uh, talk a little bit about this. Uh, five. Um, uh, what was it again? Five. Five losers on a line comedy. All right. So, uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Is it about uh, guys that uh, can't get a date and uh, have to go on paper, or what? No, actually, it's um, it's a short film. It's a comedy. It's about a phone call between the two friends. One guy is this entrepreneur that owns several motels and, you know, entertainment facilities. And his buddy is always out of a job and he takes a job working for him as a front desk manager at this crazy motel where all these insane situations happen. And it was, it's mostly based on things that I experienced during my days when I worked in a motel and it's all true, believe it or not. 
Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I've, uh, I've, been a, I've also worked in a motel, usually a weekend overnight desk individual. I uh, was also assistant manager at a hotel for a while. Uh, I have some crazy stories as well. Uh, so, you know, we all, we all know how funny the uh, hotel business can be, and uh, we're going to uh, – I can't wait for the – to uh, – to, Take that in. When when is the uh, when is the release schedule for that one? Uh, we don't know yet. We're just we're we're just getting to the first work print probably tomorrow. Um, we're very close to it. Uh, we're going to be working on it starting around uh, about ten a.m. So I I think based on what where I know it was at Sunday night, I think the first work print will finally be there tomorrow. And then of course you know from that point it's a lot of fine tuning, which hopefully I should have the movie. And if this isn't a horror movie. There's no makeup effects or anything like that. No visuals. Um, it's just a matter of a, a music score and you know, you know, making it tight enough. And I think it's funny enough. But uh, you know, hopefully everybody else will think so too. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping spring and next year. I'm hoping. Cool. And then, of course, over the next several weeks, uh, we'll be definitely be talking to you about uh, the Black Tent. Which, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll admit, you know, I, I'm kind of biased about that feature because I'm, I'm going to be in it, and uh, Matthias, you'll be in it. And, uh, you know, uh, I know that you'll bring your uh, muscle to the set uh, when we go out there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's I think he's there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, do your muscle. Yeah, whose muscle? I don't have any muscle. Well, let me ask you this: What happens if what if, if someone were to uh, rush the uh, the production, and uh, if uh, someone uh, invited uh, jumps to production, uh, would you be able to handle that? I think you could. Yeah, because uh, what was it last weekend? You had a little issue with that. Yeah, I had to deal with a uh, with a rogue fan trying to uh, invade himself in the ring, and had to take care of that little problem. But stuff is settled, and everything's good to go. You know, I was going to ask you, Scott, when you uh, when you're on location and you're filming, uh, do you uh, do you pretty much have security on the set? Do you have a close set? Uh, you have to have a pass to get on the soundstage. What what is your uh, what what is your rules on that? It's going to be a little bit different for the black. I know that because, I mean, we're going to have a lot of money on this one. So, you know, uh, when I was talking to, you know, Craig Atkinson, who's going to be the supervisory producer, I I think it's going to be a very close set. Um, When I did my two short films, Lost in the Night and Five Losers, of course, it wasn't a um, close set at all. It was just myself, my cameraman, and a couple of PAs behind the camera. And, of course, you know, uh, the actors and actresses in front of the camera. But um, what you saw... Scott, you saw my first movie, Lost in the Night, about the Jersey Devil, right? You watched it. I did exactly, uh, and and I and loved it. It was it was awesome, you know. And uh, you know, uh, well, let's see. So uh, I'm, I'm sure that there are people that are wondering exactly. Uh, they're, they're probably thinking. So uh, tell everybody uh, uh, that the icon had to beg and plead to get a position. I, I, uh, I is that is that true or is that not true? The thing that really got me where I was shocked was when I got an envelope in the mail from you, 
I thought you were sending me a picture of yourself or something. I didn't know you were going to actually send me a check. Have have you cashed it yet? Long time ago. Okay, so it it did clear. Uh, uh, Matthias, I hate to tell you that the check that I sent him was uh, that was your uh, yearly bonus. Uh, uh, anyway, we have uh, <laughs> uh, we have uh, Matthias here. We have uh, Scott Hand is our guest here. Uh, we're going to be going uh, to our uh, first guest here shortly. Uh, here's what we're going to do here. We're going to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, we will be back with our first guest after these messages. So stick with us and do not go away because we uh it would help if I grabbed the right mic. We'll be back after these messages. Stick around. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The greatest ring announcer since the icon. Ladies and gentlemen, she's going to rain on our parade because she is awesome. She is Wayne Cruz. Hi. Hello. How are you, Rain? What's happening? How's it going? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey, uh, thank you for joining us here tonight. And uh, we're going to have a little fun here with the interview. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And we'll go to the round table and we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But first, we need to give us a little background about yourself first. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I was born and raised in the Philippines. And I moved to the U.S. Um, when I was 18 years old, um, and that was back in 2007. And um, wrestling basically um, helped me miss, uh, helped me kind of um, with my, you know, feeling homesick because when I was in the Philippines, I was watching wrestling with my grandparents. And then so when I moved to the U.S., you know, every time I miss them, it's like, and then I watched wrestling. I felt like, okay, I felt like it's. It's all three of us again watching it together. And uh, you, uh, you have uh, done quite, uh, quite a, uh, a lot in your career to this point. How long have you been doing ring announcing? Oh, ring announcing! I started in 2021. Um, you know, being a fan of wrestling, you know, I was just trying to figure out how I can uh, be a part of it. Right? I remember when I first uh, saw it when I was still living in the Philippines. I was just mesmerized, you know, seeing John Cena, seeing Batista. And I remember looking at Lillian Garcia, too, and, and I was like, oh, man, I love how, I, I, I love how she, she's, um, she's able to kind of, you know, stand inside the ring and just, you know, be in charge and then tell everyone, like, the names of, like, the wrestlers. And, um, you know, Bill, I didn't really think of myself as a ring announcer, you know, uh, at that time, but like, I just knew I just wanted to be a part of wrestling. So fast forward to, um, 2021 and, you know, I went to my second wrestling event and my role was to interview the wrestlers after they're done from their, um, match. And, you know, my interview got canceled and 
my husband and I, we drove to um, that event for, we drove for like four hours to get to the event. And so I asked the promoter, I said, hey, look, um, you know, we drove four hours to get here. You cancel my interview. Anything else that I can do? And then he said, well, I don't have a ring announcer. And then I figured, you know what? Whatever. The worst thing that could happen is I will suck at this thing and I just won't do it again. And then, uh, you know, he just, I just said, hey, you know, I can try it. You know, if I suck at it, just tell me, you know, to not do it again. And then so I tried it, and I just remember in my head, you know, just like kind of think of how William did it, you know, just very commanding and, you know, uh, just enunciate and um, make sure you're saying the names properly. And, uh, yeah, after that night, uh, that was in March of 2021, after that night I started getting uh, bookings as a ring announcer. And uh... – Wayne Cruz, our guest here on 89.1 Kansas FM. We got about uh, 29 minutes here with Rain. I'm, you know, I gotta, I gotta know, I gotta know exactly what is it like to be a ring announcer in front of 51,326 people at SummerSlam 2021. Tell us how you got that gig. Oh my God! So WWE had a uh, WWE announcer contest on TikTok. Um, and basically it's you, um, doing a duet video with, um, John Cena, um, Bianca Belair, the Undertaker. So basically the superstars are making the entrance and you're supposed to do a duet video with that. And, um, you know, there's like a little script that they want you to kind of, you know, say, you know, John Cena's walking out or the Undertaker. And so I did the videos. I up, I uploaded them to my TikTok, and I wasn't really sure if WWE will see my video because I created my TikTok account just to join the contest. I didn't even know how to use TikTok. You know, I had to ask my wrestler friends, hey, how do you use TikTok because WWE has this contest and, you know, I'd like to join. And so they, they, you know, showed me how to use TikTok and how to upload my videos and, um, but, yeah, I, you know, I only had, like, 60 followers. It's mostly, like, family and friends, you know. I was just begging them to follow me. Um, and I knew my, my videos were just buried, you know, in the, in the, in, uh, when you search for WWE, hashtag WWE announcer contest. Uh, so I wasn't sure if WWE will see my video. And then next thing I know, you know, I ended up winning the contest. And just being able to step inside the WWE ring, takes me back to, you know, my first when I first saw wrestling, you know, when I was still in the Philippines, thinking I want to be there, you know, and not knowing how and if I could really make it there, you know, and then leading and then like being inside the WWE ring at SummerSlam, doing something that I love to do, it, it was quite an experience for me. It, it's, you know, literally a dream come true. Well, you know, I will admit, uh, I, I was going to enter that contest as well, but when I saw that you entered, I dropped out. Uh, Rain Cruz, our guest here. We've got about uh, 26 minutes here with Rain. Uh, I want to introduce you to uh, my uh, friends here that are here with us tonight. Let's uh, start out with uh, uh, Scott Hand. Uh, he's a, uh independent film director. And, uh, well, hey, uh, Scott, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. How are you? Um, what uh, I'm a little curious, like how I I caught you were into the uh, 
uh, wrestling and after the last couple of years, was it something you always wanted to do? You know, um, ring announcing just basically happened just because I was just open to any opportunity that I can get in wrestling, right? I knew I couldn't wrestle. So that one's like a big no. I'm not athletic, so it's like, what other roles can I do, right? And my, my first goal before was to be a, a wrestling manager. And I remember I, I um, shot some videos of myself, you know, doing, um, you know, as a, as a manager of Asuka. I have those on my YouTube page. And in my head, it's just like, you know, I just want to get my reps. I just want to get my practice, you know, looking at the camera, speaking and all that. Um, and then, you know, when I, when I finally met my first promoter, he's like, hey, I don't have a spot for you as a, uh, as a manager yet, but, hey, you can be like our backstage interviewer. So I did it. And then, you know, my second event, that's when I volunteered to be a ring announcer. And it wasn't something that I thought I could do. Um, it was more of like I was just open to try it out. And when I tried it that night, I remember feeling like, oh, my God, I love doing this. You know, and I just, I just remember, you know, thinking, you know, I, I love being inside the ring, announcing the names of the wrestlers, and you know, especially in the independent scene, it's like, you know, a lot of people um, would only know these wrestlers uh, from that show, right? Because you know, it's not like on TV. And I felt like as a ring announcer, I had like that purpose of letting people know, hey, this wrestler is so-and-so, and, you know, if someone ended up liking that wrestler's performance, you know, they'll end up looking up his or her name because they heard me announce his or her name, so. That's awesome. Rain Cruiser, I guess, you're on 89.1 Kent And now, I want to, Rain, I want to introduce you to our, our other co-host here. Uh, uh, he is a wrestler, and uh, he, he uh, is always looking for his own private ring announcer, so what do you got, Matthias? Go ahead. Uh, Icon, I don't know what's going through your mind right now, but right now, I mean, I could use a personal ring announcer, but I think I'll do my own uh, tonight. So, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion and NSC World Tag Team Champion and soon-to-be Intercontinental Champion of Rudo's Promotion, APW United States Champion, and NSC World Heavyweight Champion, and Honorary Member of the New World Order. And Honorary Member of the New World Order, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. So... I would say I'll I'll kind of I'll ask this main question right now and I'll try to think of some more here as uh, time goes on. But my main question to you would be as as you already know you've been involved in the business for a while and um, you've done something that a lot of people don't have experience in uh, at wrestling shows. Do you still right before you go out there? Do you still get? performance anxiety or do you always do you get nervous right before you go out to announce a show or um is it um do you still get like that little uh, anxious feeling like everyone does when before they go out there um i still do and i think because yeah i get anxious because to me it's like i just want to you know start the show right because it's something that i love to do and to me um the sooner the show starts the sooner i get to do something that i love 
And that's like the anxiety part of it. It's mostly just like, I want to do this right here, right now. Um, the other part is, um, you know, I don't say I get nervous. I am mostly excited. To be honest with you, I get nervous after the show, mostly because that's when I get to see, you know, videos of how, you know, I announce people, right, how I perform that night. And it's like once I see the videos, it's like if there is something that I didn't like, I can't change it anymore because <laughs> it's done. <laughs> so to me, it's mostly like, okay, I'm excited, I'm anxious, I can't wait to do this. And then, um, you know, I, I, I prep all of my stuff. Um, you know, beforehand, and there's always, like, changes, like, the day of, even, like, you know, as the, you know, like, during the show, and those are just inevitable, you know, and um, you just got to go with the flow, and I love the environment of a live production, because it's reactionary, you just, it's it's basically a dance, right, um, and I feel like, you know, if you just enjoy the moment, and this is what Triple H told me, actually, um, at SummerSlam when I met him, he said, you know, don't be nervous. Just enjoy the moment. Have fun. And that's what I did, you know. And the thing is, you know, if it's your dream, I think you should embrace it, you know, whatever feelings that you, you know, were feeling, like anxious, excited, nervous. It's all part of that journey, right? And uh, for me, when I get anxious and excited, I'm just like, okay, girl, the show is going to start to going to start soon. It's okay. It's okay. Absolutely. Then uh, my next question to you would be, did you have to immediately, like when they said uh, you, when they first got you your first gig in the your first ever show, did they basically, did they what we like to call Iron Man you, where you had to do the entire show, and uh, um, and was it like just quick drop of the hat, or did you have a little bit of time to go around and ask people, questions or anything or was it just basically you got five minutes get in that ring and get going for which one did you say for my first show the first show you ever did yeah oh the very first show that i did um i was a backstage reporter um i just my the promoter already told me i was doing um interviews all night so i was aware you know going into the event that i will be interviewing all the winners of every single match um, for my second show where I volunteered to be a ring announcer, it's kind of like, you know, because I volunteered, it's like I ended up announcing the whole thing. I did tell my promoter, though, I've, I had never done ring announcing, so if I suck at it, please tell me I won't do it again. But he didn't say anything that night, so I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to keep going. And do you have a uh, a big blunder that nobody will uh, let you uh, hold down? Do I have a what? I'm sorry? Do you have a, a big blunder, like a big mess up that you had that nobody will let you live down? Oh, God. You know, not really. Uh, not really about, uh, you know, someone, like, not letting me kind of forget about it. It's mostly, it's mostly that uh, from that first night that I um, became a ring announcer. Um, I remember going into the ring – this is literally after I volunteered to do this, right? I went in the ring, and this is um, still kind of like during the pandemic. So we weren't even inside, like, a, an arena. It was, like, outdoors. And people were, like, in their cars, right? And it was just, like, the ring. And I couldn't see the people, right? But you could hear them. 
And so I remember going inside the ring. I have a microphone. And, of course, what ended up happening? I volunteered to do this. My microphone wasn't working. And I was like, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? Right? So mic was, wasn't working. And then there was a guy from I don't know where. I just heard him yell, turn on your microphone. And I was like, oh, God, it's on. So I kind of felt like, oh, oh no, you know, I volunteered to do this, and now I'm looking like a fool. And then, you know, the promoter realized that there was something wrong with the microphone. So he went in, gave me a different microphone, and he said, he talked to everyone. He's like, hey, guys, she volunteered to do this. Give her a break. Her mic is not working. <laughs> and then after yeah. that, um, you know, I talked to one of the wrestlers that night, and I said, you know, how do you, how do you shake that off? You know, like someone giving you a hard time when you're inside the ring. Because, like, you know, for wrestlers, too, especially if you're a heel and they don't like you, some people will really feel entitled to, like, let you know, right? Um, right? And then it's, so it's like, you know, to me, I was like, man, you know, it felt weird having someone scream at me like that. But then, you know, I asked, so I, I asked one of the wrestlers that night, I was like, how do you shake that off? Because it's like, you know, you're right there, you're trying to do your thing, and then someone yells at you, right? And then he's like, you know, at the end of the day, you're in the ring, you are in control, and if someone tells you something that you don't like, you know, you are doing the show. You, They are there to watch you, not the other way around. And, exactly. Right? So that really, you know, stuck with me because, you know, I, you know, just looking back to that scenario, I couldn't see the guy who was yelling at me. Mm-hmm. But I had the power to basically tell everyone, hey, this is what's going on. Now that my microphone's working, this is what's going on. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that one was kind of like, you know, one of the experiences that I, the, kind of like a thing we're in, okay, things didn't go out the way I want, but later on it became like a learning lesson for me. Absolutely, and then it's kind of like, like well, with me, as I always say, I'm North Dakota's number one heel, so no matter where I go, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always getting booed or stuff thrown at me, or even uh, last weekend a guy jumped a barricade trying to fight me, and he climbed into the ring trying to fight me, and I had to take care of that situation, but I don't know if, I don't know if I'm just that good at talking, which I know I am, I'm one of the best talkers in pro wrestling history, but Every time I go to a show, they always want me to cut a promo. I always got to cut a promo in the ring or outside the ring or something. And, you know, it's just, I guess I'm talented in every single way. But, you know, when when you have people yelling at you saying some of the most horrible things that, you know, anybody can have come out of their mouth, um, especially even the kids. The kids are that have the worst mouth sometimes, but... You know, you, like you said, they're there to watch you. They paid their hard-earned money to watch you do your thing. And, you know, if they want to clap, fight back. That's what I like to do sometimes. If, if you, Well, if you're a heel announcer, you can be. Uh, but if you're kind of neutral, you really can't do much. Just continue on. But that's the one thing I love about being a bad guy is I can clap back anytime somebody says something and I won't get in any trouble. And, heck, if they go after me, then I can make an example out of them. Oh, I love that. Uh, Rain Cruiser, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and uh, we got about uh, 15 minutes here with Rain. Now, i got to ask you, Rain, uh, you uh, did the uh, – you were actually part – you did the ring announcing for the first 
event of SummerSlam, Big E versus Baron Corbin, is, or did you do others? No, just Big E versus Baron Corbin. And when you're out there in front of all those people, I mean, you had to – did you feel any nerves at all? Or did you just kind of, like, lock up and, like, didn't even pay attention to all the people that were there, all 51,000 people? You know what's funny is that when I walked into the ring, you know, actually before I I, I got into the ring, um, the referee that night um, told me, he said, hey, when you get in there, look around you and just like, you know, just enjoy the moment. And he's, you know, he's like, this is kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity. He's like, just look around you, take it all in. And, you know, part of me was like, crap, do I really do that? Because there's a lot of people here. <laughs> but, you know, I walked into that ring, and I remember, this is, this is like, legit, like, when I, like, stepped through the ropes, stepped in through the ropes, got into the middle of the ring. And I remember as I walk in, I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about um, the people that I work with in the independent um, circuit, right? Because it's like, to us, it's like, you know, that's like our dream, to make it, you know, to the big league. And I felt like, oh, wow, I felt like, you know, I'm representing, you know, um, SoCal independent wrestling scene. And I just felt, like, really excited. And so I got into the ring, and then I remember I, I started looking around, and it was just, it was quite an experience. It was a magical experience. And then I felt like, oh, my God, this is a dream come true. I didn't feel nervous, mostly because I was just enjoying the moment that, hey, out of how many thousands of submissions, right, for for this contest, somehow, some way, it worked out for it to be me to be in that ring at that time. And I just felt really blessed, grateful, and, you know, it it was a dream come true. So to me, I felt nervous after the fact, um, after I did my whole thing, that's when it all kicked in, like, oh, my God, there's a lot of people and I did that. Oh, my God, please tell me I did fine. Rain Cruz, our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM, and we got about 11 minutes here with Rain. One thing that, that's kind of curious, then we're going to talk about some of the other stuff you're doing, that, uh, then we'll uh, we'll just kind of uh, channel SummerSlam here after after this other question, but... You know, the the cool thing is your uh, ring entrance, uh, uh, your ring announcing lasted 8 minutes and 25 seconds. The match only lasted 6 minutes and 35 seconds. Your ring entrance and announcement was actually more popular and had more to it than the actual match, which is actually pretty cool. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, when uh, you came out, uh, uh, did they did they say, okay, uh, you're, uh, you go out there, uh, where, did you have like an earpiece in the ear say, okay, we're ready for you to say this, or was there like someone counting you down? That's the first question. And uh, how much did the WWE pay for that uh, outfit that you wore? Oh, the outfit? The outfit's all mine. Oh, um, okay. I thought they, they gave yeah. me, like, a, a budget for that. No, 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 no. So the outfit, I remember showing up in that outfit because um, 
that outfit um, is basically what I wear for when I do my shows here in California. Um, and I remember showing up, um, you know, on uh, that day, um, and I brought other stuff with me, right? Because, like, I felt like, like, usually, like, the, the ring announcers for WWE, they usually wear, you know, like a dress, right? And so I brought, like, you know, a few dresses. Yeah, but I, I showed up as, you know, what you guys saw me, how you guys saw me um, at SummerSlam. And, um, yeah, I just asked them. I said, hey, look, I have, like, other stuff here. Do you want me to switch to my dress and la, la, la? And then they're like, no, this is perfect. I'm like, we love this. And I love that they said that because that's me. You know, I, I that's how I dress up when I ring announce, you know, that's just like what I'm comfortable with and um I like how they didn't say, Oh yeah, yeah, switch to this or you know it, Yeah, that was just all me. Um and then um so the other question was if I was wearing an earpiece. I, I wasn't. Um there was a guy, uh, one of the production people was uh giving me a cue basically, so I um after Microm introduced me um, I was just basically waiting for someone to kind of give me the cue, uh, someone in front of me to kind of, like, give me the cue to start. But no one was, like, counting me down, nothing. It was just this guy was, like, giving me a, a hand signal, like, all right, go. And uh, you did you did uh, get interviewed. And the cool other uh, – one of the cool things about uh, your outfit, I quote, uh, I quote Rain Man about your outfit, she's very sparkly, very twinkly. She looks like a holiday. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, uh, you uh, you're actually not uh, really doing wrestling right now. You're doing MMA, are you not? I am doing MMA right now. Yeah, yeah. I started um, I I started being announcing for MMA this year, and you know, I was doing wrestling for a while, and I felt like I was like, you know what? I want to learn something new, and so I started reaching out to um, to uh, MMA promoters. And uh, someone responded to me, which is Up Next Fighting here in California. And, you know, I remember, you know, I remember thinking, okay, this is going to be a different beast because it's like, you know, with wrestling, um, for for the most part, you kind of know what's going to happen, right? With MMA, it's like very different. It's like you don't know the results. You don't know how a match is going to end. And there's different um, types of um, – results in the end, which, you know, obviously we wouldn't really know until the fight happens, right? But uh, I remember doing it, and I fell in love with it, too. I was like, man, this is this is amazing, you know? And I love how when the fighters see me, and they basically don't expect me to be the ring announcer, right? Because I think for the most part, it's mostly guys who, um, you know, who do it in the MMA um, scene. So, you know, to be able to do it as a female ring announcer um, in the world of combat sports, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. I, I'm actually loving the experience. Uh, Rain uh, Cruz is our guest here. We have about uh, six minutes here with Rain, and uh, so we don't forget about this. If our fans want to check out and see it, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter. We know you got a TikTok. What else you got? Oh, with me, um, I have yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter or X, I guess, <laughs> TikTok. Um, I'm not on Snapchat. I used to be, but um, I think that's it. And YouTube, at Ringside Rain. So Ringside and an R-A-I-N-E. Well, let me ask you this. Now, uh, do you prefer one or the other, or, or is one harder than the other compared to wrestling or MMA? 
You know, I, I don't know if uh, one is harder than the other. I think, it's, to be honest with you, I think it's mostly like a, a preference, right? Because with wrestling, you know, you basically, if, if things go as planned, you basically know what's going to happen, right? You know who's going to win. You know what matches next and whatever. With MMA, it's like, for the most part, you have, like, a card, but then fights get dropped or, you know, fights get canceled, whatever. And then so leading up to the fight, you don't know how many fights you're really going to announce. And then, again, you don't know the results. So some people, I think, prefer, like, knowing what's going to happen, right, during the show. And then some people like, you know, not knowing. Um, for the most part, I feel like my uh, when I announce in MMA, I feel like my the way my style is very influenced by you know when I was announcing in wrestling, and um, I like it. I like how I'm you know combining the best of both worlds. Now, is there Ned uh, have uh, now? Of course, MMA and wrestling are you know that. When it comes to the athleticism and what they do, it, it is completely different. But has any of the uh, has anybody ever came up to you and said, uh, "Hey, I like the way that uh, you announced me," or "Next time you announce me, could you do this?" Oh, for uh, MMA or for wrestling? Both. For both. Uh, for uh, actually, it, it happens um, in both occasions. Uh, for <laughs> wrestling, for the most part, um, I. You know, the wrestlers would be like, hey, um, can you make sure my weight is this? Like, they don't want, like, their, like, real weight or whatever. Um, or, like, their nicknames. They're like, hey, can you announce it in this order? La, la, la. Uh, for MMA, um, actually, for MMA, I am the one who asks the guys, hey, do you want your nickname in the beginning or in the middle? And then they're usually like, no, it's up to you. You're giving an answer. It's up to you. It's okay. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's okay. I'm announcing you. It's fine. Let me know your preference. Um, there are some, um, there are some um, guys who just have no preference, and then I could just kind of like play along with their name. So. And uh, have you had like any real difficult names? Um, real difficult names. Yeah, because um, sometimes, um, you know, like you'll see it, right? And then you, you know, you, you write it out and then you'll see, okay, how do I, you know, pronounce this? And then so what I do is um, if it's something that it's difficult for me to say or to pronounce, I just basically write it the way I am going to say it, you know, phonetically, basically. Because um, to me, it's like the last thing I want inside the ring or the cage is to have, like, second thoughts on how I'm going to pronounce something, right? Because I feel like as a ring announcer, you should be confident with what you're saying, you know? Um, And I think that's, like, the power of um, a good ring announcer is that having that confidence of, okay, you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it right. And, you know, everybody's going to listen to me because, you know, they can tell that I'm confident with what I'm saying. And basically, when you think about it, you're out there doing the ring announcing. If you don't announce them, they can't come out. So there you go. So it's like, hey, <laughs> it's kind of a catch-22. 
Uh, rain crews, I guess, oh, yeah. here. We got about uh, we got about uh, two minutes left here with rain. Uh, you know, I do want to uh, thank you, Rain, for uh, taking uh, time out of your schedule. This is actually your third appearance that you made on our show. You've uh, you you, call, you called in a couple times, and uh, I'm glad that we were finally able to get you in for your own session instead of just calling show. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to you know be able to talk to you guys and. You know, thank you for having me. It's it's really cool to talk about, you know, my SummerSlam experience and then now my experience as an MMA announcer. All right. And then hopefully, uh, real quick here, when is your next event? If our fans want to come check you out and see us. Yeah, if you guys want to go uh, check out my next event, it's Up Next Fighting uh, here in California, UNF 14 at Commerce Casino in Los Angeles, California. It's on December 2nd. Uh, It's a Saturday. Uh, doors open at 6 o'clock. Um, if you want to go get tickets, uh, go to upnextfighting.com, or you can go to Instagram at upnextfighting. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Rain, we want to thank you for uh, being with us. You are awesome, and we're glad that you were able to join us tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to have you on again. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Have a great day. You Night. too. Sorry. Bye-bye. <laughs> have a good All right. Bye-bye. All right, Rain Cruz is our guest. Was our guest there? That was awesome. And we're waiting for our first guest here to uh, uh, to call us. Uh, so uh, we will uh, we'll wait for him. But uh, first off, let's uh, take a quick little commercial break. We'll be back with our next guest after these messages. So stay with us. We will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Stick with us. So, if your spring and summer projects include some concrete work, Elevated Concrete can help. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. They are ready right now for any concrete project you have. That's Elevated Concrete at 701-866-9018. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is Mr. Talented, ladies and gentlemen. He is our buddy Brad. And he's going to talk to us right now. He's got a new movie out that has won uh, more awards than he has shelf space on his mantle. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our man right now. He is Brad. Hey, this is Brad Benack, and you're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live. Mondays on 89.1 Canada FM with your host, the icon, and also with Big Swing and the Modern Night, Matthias. <laughs> How's it going, Brad? Good to have you with us. Oh, great! It's, it's going. It's going absolutely wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm really excited. Actually, uh, I was. I, I got a little bit of a listen to uh, that. You have another ho- uh, 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 a host on there that's kind of in the same vein. So I'm really excited tonight. So. <laughs> well, Brad, here's how. We're, here's how we're going to do this. Here, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable. Then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Uh, but first off, the uh, you have a movie out right now that is just it seems like uh, every time I look at uh, your Facebook page, I see this movie has won another award. Tell us about that. Okay, well that is uh, that's kind of a funny story, and I got to keep it PG. <laughs> so uh, 
you know, I've been I've been in this profession now, and I've been in L.A. for t over 10 years, and uh, I do a lot of acting study in that. And uh, this particular short film, or it's also considered a TV pilot because it's 21 and a half minutes in length, uh, came about through a discussion with the casting director on um, some of the gratuitous things that they see on TV now, like with the boys and things like that. And uh, I had a, a writer friend that's also in the class wrote a skit that we shot the same weekend. It was a, a, probably a minute and a half, two-minute skit that people absolutely loved. Lo and behold, within, within, I don't think, three weeks, we wrote the full script. Within two months, I had it produced, edited, directed, uh, all the way through and started submitting, and it's been a little over a year now, and we have 32 awards under our belt, 30-plus festivals. I think we've got a couple more coming down the pipe. But, uh, yeah, this, it's been an exciting ride all over one small comment. I mean, it was nothing more than a throwaway with a casting director. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> So you said it's 21 minutes long. So is that is that proof that uh, big things come in small packages? Absolutely, absolutely. There's actually an eight episode arc to the whole thing. If I would, if I, if I'm able to get it picked up and fully in, there's a full eight episodes that we could that could be done as a comedy. So, or we make it a full length. I can also make it into a, a full length uh, feature. But uh, that was, that's my whole my whole game plan was, hey, I'm gonna write, I'm, I'm gonna do a pilot, and I did it. And then uh, another friend of mine, a manager in L.A., says, you need to submit this to festivals. I'm like, ah, they're not gonna do anything. And and here we are. So, <laughs> listen to those people when they tell you, go for it. <laughs> So I'm just kind of curious with with all the awards that, uh, and then I'm going to try, uh, see if I can't uh, con uh, convince you to uh, focus up with uh, some of the uh, co-stars that you had on. But uh, now let me ask you this: You said you won uh, with all the awards. This movie is won. Let me ask you this: When you won your first award, you, you're, when you're when you when you won the first award, I'm sure you're like you're like dancing around the living room. You had the you had the plaque or whatever it was. Um, like pumping up and down, and then by the 35th one, you're like, oh, well, great, we got another award. What else is next? Well, in the actually, the funny story of that is is the Culver, uh, the Culver City Film Festival. We submitted to them. They accepted. Uh, we had went. It was our actual, our first viewing of More, 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 you know, in a theater. Uh I thought nothing of it. They invited everybody to the final, right? We're going to give awards out, blah, blah, blah. I'm still, still to this day, I'm like, yeah, nah. We're up at the bar. Uh, my, my producing buddy and me, Randy, are, you know, having a beverage. And they start, you know, they say, and uh, best male actor in a short film. And they call my name. And I'm like, and Randy's looking at me, and I'm like, what? I didn't even hear it, right? They said it again, and I says, no, they're they're just they're just kidding, right? By the time I finally realized it, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, maybe I do have something special. And even to this day, I just picked up another director award. No, the the when the awards come in, it just makes you feel good. It, it's an affirmation that no matter where it goes, because it's been it's been international. I've had it in Europe, 
um, in Germany, in England, uh, in Japan, and I've gotten awards in a lot of these different other places. And it just, it, it just, it's a warm feeling. I mean, they can keep coming every day. You know, it's like an Oscar to me. This is my Oscar moment. You know, even if I would ever get one, hey, I'm, I just, it's, it's just that, that feeling of. I don't know it's 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 weird. I mean, I guess I guess us actors and directors and that we're a, we're a different breed. <laughs> so uh, now, with, with the popularity, all the all the awards that you've uh, that you've won. Now you, there, there's got to be plans for sequels, and you mentioned that you like to uh, turn it into a uh, a full feature. Uh, but I'll tell you what, are, are, are you, would you need a director for that? Because I'm going to introduce you to my next guest. His name is Scott Hand. He's probably the most brilliant independent director there is right now. And the reason why I know that is because he he's going to have me on one of uh, a couple of his projects. That's why he's uh, uh, amazing. So, Scott, what do you got for guests? Go ahead. Hey, Brad, how are you? Well, hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's a very interesting because, you know, I'm, I've got my first short film going into the film festivals as well. Uh, Scott saw it, Lost in the Night. My movie's like a horror, so it's got to do with the Jersey Devil, and mine clocks in at about 29 minutes. So it's like I kind of, you know, when I hear about the short films and everything, it, it's always interesting when I hear about the running times. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I, like I said, I, I designed that one specifically to hit the 21-and-a-half mark. Because you know, mm-hmm. in regular television back in the day, it was twenty-one and a half for a for a half-hour comedy. So yes, yeah, yeah. The artist came in at twenty-nine minutes. I've got this this next one here, which when I wrote the script, I figured this this would come in. It's my my first comedy. Something I was figuring about maybe twenty twenty-two minutes. But looking at all the footage we have, I think there's going to be two versions. I think there'll be a a version to go to the festivals and an extended version. It's kind of a, a lot longer than what I expected. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, now, is this this your first project? or? Oh, uh, my first project? No, no, no. Oh, no. This is my first forte into full-time directing, uh-huh. acting, producing, all the way through. I did yep, the editing. I, did the- I had all of that. So it was it was pretty much my full encompassing. No, I've produced. I've got two or three items that are on Tubi, Amazon Prime. I've got a, a couple of horror flicks that I've produced and in, 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 in are in. Uh, I've got a, a movie that we filmed in Iceland uh, back in 2018 that's on Tubi. Was on Amazon Prime. Uh, so no, it's not my it's not my first forte. So yeah, I'm uh, kind of seasoned. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what do you have in the future coming up? Do you have any other projects lined up? And how can well, I work for you? Come on, come on down, come on down, come on down. I'll put you in. I have no problem with that. Absolutely. <laughs> See, no, no I, I, Scott, I don't want to take anything away from you, but uh, he said he said come on down for you. I had to beg and plead to send you a check. <laughs> hey. I, I'm the type of guy. I'm the type of guy. Now, however, though, I, I'm one of those guys that, I, I, as a director, um, and I know Scott Scott will agree with me. You want the natural talent of the person, right? And yeah. when we were shooting more and more and more, I hate to throw it off on a tangent. I was getting some character acting out of a lot of my every character that we wrote. We wrote specifically for the person that we hired the job for. 
So all they had to do was come in and talk, you know, and it was literally looking at them going, throw all that away. I don't need that. Just talk to me. And boy, the, the yeah. you know, the, the scenes just came out absolutely fantastic because they got rid of the character. Right. And, and, and so that's my biggest thing. I like the natural realism on it. The comedy comes mm-hmm. from the situation. So, yeah. That's what I figured out, too, with mine, because this was my first time doing comedy. I agree with you 100%. Mm. Hey, Brad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce you to uh, my other co-host here in a second. Now, this guy oozes charisma, and uh, when he gives you his introduction, he'll say, we, we need to stop and take a quick little uh, break here, and we'll be back after these messages will stick with us. Hello, this is Brad Savage. I greatly enjoy I'm a fairly obsessive record collector, and now my collection has been turned into a historical journey through the sounds of history coming to life 100 years of music. Cruise in the Decades is a one-hour musical history lesson with one song per decade from the 1920s to the 2020s. All styles and genres are represented. Join us on Saturdays at 12 noon here on KNN. KNZ-FM, 89.1 Ken's FM. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back with our uh, co-host, uh, Scott Hand and our guest, Brad. So, hey, Brad, I want to introduce you to uh, my co-host. Now, if you're looking for a guy that knows how to talk, let me introduce you to the modern nightmare, Matthias. He's going to explain to you how he knows how to talk. So go ahead, Matthias. What do you got? Well, yes, you're talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion and NSC World Tag Team Champion and soon-to-be Intercontinental Champion of Rudo's Promotion, NSC World Heavyweight Champion and APW United States Champion and honorary member of the New World Order, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. Uh, my main question to you would be, and uh, when people do interviews, uh, sometimes this question gets asked, and no matter who you ask, you always get a different answer uh, for many different reasons. But who would you say is one of your heroes or biggest influencers that uh, led you down the career path that you chose? You know, I'm going to have to say this, and, I, and, and this is within my heart, is my mother. Uh, I started in the industry back in, in elementary school in theater, and she was always my biggest fan and always my biggest supporter. And, you know, and then I had a family, a child. I took a hiatus, and then at 43 years old, I packed my stuff up and moved to L.A. with my mom backing me 150%. That that woman right there is is what allowed me to say, you know what, I can still do this. And so, yes, it's my mother. <laughs> and uh, I guess I, and then my second question, and probably my final one, because right now I'm just drawing a blank at uh, some really good ones to ask. But 
uh, what would you say was one of your biggest struggles that you had initially going into your career choice, like into what you're doing now and all that? And uh, is there something that you still find a little trouble with doing or that you just kind of dread doing, or, or do you kind of just smooth sail, get it done, and, and, and move on? Well, I'm, I'm going to give you this point. Moving again, moving out there at an older age, it's a lot more difficult if you're not on your A game. And there was a lot of times when I go in the room, I'm going against some very seasoned actors. And sometimes that can be a little, you know, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm literally going, you know, I don't want to name drop. But that was that's always my biggest because it's like, am I really as good as, you know, these B-list, A-list, these, C, you know, these these actors that have been in it for so long? When I'm coming in, coming in strong at 43, now 53. So, and that's always still my biggest fear. You know, hey, if, if I can do it, I'm doing it. But you know, I'm, I I got to be the best of the best. So I'm trying to constantly work as hard as I can to to be better. Gotcha. And Brad is our guest here, and uh, we have uh, well, well, we have a good uh, fifteen minutes here left with Brad. Now we uh, here on the show, Brad, we get a lot of our information from IMDb.com. So this information is accurate. You got to fire them, not our producer. But according to <clears throat> according to IMDb.com, you have about fifteen projects that are upcoming, and uh, let's go over those, and then you can tell us if this is correct or not. Uh, Deadly Wise, Beer Beer, Just Life, Empire Down, Odd Man Out, that sounds like me, Devil's Darling, Consequences, Bring Out Your Dead, Mammoth Brother Bigfoot, More, 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 Spider Baby or The Maddest Story Ever Told, Eric Got Dumped, that also sounds like me, Uh, Retribution and Who's Gonna Take Care of Me, is that all accurate? Yes. Those are a lot of them that are either in production, in post-production, or within within uh, uh, in the producing phase. I know three of them. Three of them are more of the were in the pre-pre-production, uh, but several of those have already been uh, shot. And if if I'm on film, and they we we mark it up. Whether or not it gets the biggest thing about our industry, and Scott even knows this too. There's a lot of times I've shot a lot of a lot of film and a lot of TV that never makes it past the door, but it's out there, right? We just don't get picked up, or it doesn't get this, or or whatever. But yeah, every one of those. <laughs> You know, one of our fans in the chat room now. This is coming from a fan, not me, but uh, one of the one of our fans in the chat room. And I guess they were checking out uh, imbd.com about the uh, uh, your movie with all the uh, winning awards. Uh, uh, the fan had mentioned how you kind of look like Doctor Phil. <laughs> I always get Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad, but the Doctor Phil works too. All right, I can do that. <laughs> So, so just think about this. If they ever do a life, if they ever do a life story of uh, Doctor Phil, you could play, you could play him. Yes, exactly. I'm in. There we go. That's it. I, you know, but I'm thinking what we need to do is we get, we need to do a life story of, uh, of Matthias. I mean, I'm, I'm loving all that. You know, that's, that's what I want to do. Hey, Matthias, would you uh, be willing to uh, have them do a life story about you? Well, I mean. 
being at my age and uh, as many uh, successful things as I've done in my career and as many uh, championships as I've won and as big an impact I've already made uh, in the industry of pro wrestling and doing what I've done throughout my life, uh, more than willing to do it. Well, I'll tell you what, that would be really cool, Brad. How about this, Brad? Uh, you know, uh, this is it. Uh, and our fans that uh, listen from time to time know that uh, if you if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live, Monday like that, go to 89.1 Chance FM page like that, do a uh, $10 a month donation, power tower, you get uh, qualified to win an autograph picture from a past guest, current guest, or future guest. Would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways if you haven't already? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely will. Absolutely will. Awesome. So, Brad, let me ask you this. If someone like, kind of like, uh, and uh, Scott would attest to this, and like I say, I, uh, I did, I'll admit, I, uh, I do like to beg and plead to get work. Uh, you know, it, it beats, uh, you know, it beats uh, standing on a street corner, but, uh, when, if someone wanted to come work for you, what would they have to do? Well, you know, Basically, what we're doing is is I do low budget, no budget on my own, right? And some of the other stuff I produce, we've got some backing. But a lot of the stuff that I like to do, so it's somebody that's willing to get in and grind with the same cause as me, which is to give great entertainment. That's what I look for. I look for somebody that, you know, yeah, the almighty buck is this, but this business, <laughs> yeah. You don't make a lot of money in this business a lot of times. So you have to do it for the love of it. <laughs> well, how about uh, how about this, Brad? If uh, I if I um if I uh give you the same deal I gave with uh, Scott, if you uh, if you hire me, uh here's what I'll do. I'll come and carry your bags, I'll go get your cappuccino and uh all you need to do is give me a place to sleep on set and throw me a couple hot dogs, I'm ready to go. So you're going to be the lead PA. That works. That, 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 that works perfect. I like it. <laughs> oh man, this is this is fun. So, uh, what uh, what is the uh, the 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 movie is called More More More, as we just talked about. Uh, now, like like I asked before, I kind of touched on this a little bit with all the awards it's won. It's got to go farther than just a. The, the short film that you did. It's got to go farther because of what you've won oh, so yeah. far. Oh, no. But, yeah, the full plan is to go bigger and bolder, but we also had, you know, I'm a, I'm a SAG actor. You know, we've had a strike for 118 days, so everything has come to a complete halt. And so there was no talking because this is also a SAG low budget. Everything has to stop. So I couldn't really promote. I couldn't really, you know, uh, discuss anything about it during that time frame. And now we're getting and revamping back up again. Um, I do have, I do have a my Canadian, my writer is Canadian, uh, and we were actually supposed to have meetings with a Canadian production company last spring, but it kind of fell through. So we're hoping to be able to flip that again. It's it's it, a lot of times it's a waiting game. It's either a I've got to put all the money into it. I could probably. All said and done, I could do everything for, you know, so some dollars, do itself. But it's all dependent on if I want to or if I want to try to get the the funding from a finance or you know, uh, uh through that. So it's 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 a question of mine of you know, I dropped I dropped 
Well, we'll just say a little under twenty thousand on this when I when I did it. So, you know, if I'm going to do eight episodes, that's a minimum of you know, I guess it'd be a little bit pricey. So, <laughs> you, you know, you know, it would be really sure really cool. Feed myself. You know, it'd be really really <laughs> cool. I have I have a great idea for a project, and I wanted okay. I want this project to be uh, between two directors that are friends of mine. Such as Brad Scott. Now I'd have I, I'm not going to tell it on air because I don't want someone stealing my idea than uh, stealing our million bucks. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it now. I'll talk to you guys about it individually. But I think this project oh, okay. would be awesome if we could all collaborate together. Absolutely, yeah, man. I'm always looking for a good collaboration. Absolutely, me too. And uh, how about money? I, you guys would love money too, right? Uh, I, I I didn't expect the sound of silence on that question, but <laughs> are you guys still there? I, I missed I missed. What, 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 repeat that one. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, okay. Well, I was going to say you guys also like money, right? Oh sure, yes, like of course, money. of course. Well, you got to understand in this industry, it's either we're handing money out or <laughs> yeah, or we're making money, one or the other. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, I you guys, I um, until I started working five jobs at Clooney Radio Station, I uh, actually came from the opposite of money, which is no money. You know, you know, Scott and I probably can be in agreement. There's times there's feast or famine. What what do we do? I want to be able to get this thing out. Does that mean I don't get get to pay something because I got to cover something else? Because we do it for the love of the craft, and then hopefully we're going to be the one percent. You know, someday. Yeah, and, uh, I that, uh, and my my biggest hope, though, when I I do this project with uh, Scott and uh, Brad, eventually with you, that uh, you know, and no, I know nobody cares, but I actually put out a comedy CD several years ago uh, that went aluminum. You know. <laughs> I I I tried to make I tried to make pewter. But it wasn't even close. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we have uh, Brad uh, as our guest here, and uh, Scott is my co-host, and we have uh, Matthias here. We're just having a, good, uh, a lot of fun here. So, Brad, kind of tell us about what uh, uh, what current projects that you want to talk about that you have out there right now. That you okay. want to drop well, in. Well, we do have – we, we... – we do have a movie out that I was an associate producer on, and I've also starred in that my best friend, Randy Oppenheimer, uh, his is on Amazon Prime for rent called Fangs Out. Uh, of course, it's a vampire horror comedy. Uh, and then uh, we, so Randy and myself are in the midst of writing a buddy movie. We haven't quite tweaked it out. It's kind of the odd couple. Uh, but we're thinking about making it a comedy about two, two older guys. I mean, it's it's the same trope that goes on. But you know, I've got a I've got a retired surgeon on one end, and then you got a retired construction guy, which is myself, on the other end. And we're just going to go through an entire you know buddy movie of love, loss, and learning. And it's going to be a comedy. So we're we're, we're I'm working diligently on that one. That one's going to be a full length feature. So. And uh, well, well, I was going to say, Brad, being a construction worker, that's going to save you some money when it comes to construction instead, because you just got to build it yourself. 
Yes, exactly. Well, I, that's, I, I did a lot of that for more, more, more. So yeah, when it comes in, when it comes time to doing those things, I try to. You use you use the capabilities of the people. In these smaller in these smaller things, hey, what can you do? Oh, well, you 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 know how to cook. You're crafty. Uh, you. <laughs> You know how to plug things in. Oh, you're my, you're my, you know, you're my grip, you're my guest person. I mean, it's, is that, am I wrong, Scott? Am I wrong? You are absolutely right, Brad. You're absolutely right. Well, well, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, Brad, the other thing I can, uh, uh, and Scott will find this out, uh, the other thing I can uh, bring to the set is I can bring a lot of stuff to the gag reel as well. Such as? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, uh, I might uh, blow a line or two uh, every now and then, and then you can use it in the blooper reel at the end. Okay. And nothing else? Well, no. No, I, no, hey. no. See, Go ahead. There's, there's, there's things. Those are called happy accidents. The best, right. the best time I would have something is called a happy accident, and that's when you usually – uh, 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 do something a little bit different than you were supposed to, but the, natu- the nature of it comes out so beautifully, you end up leaving it in. I think I got three or four of those and more, 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 that they were like, oh, my God, I messed that lineup. And I'm like, oh, no, it's funnier now that you did it this way. Good. Done. So uh, we, we have a brother, I guess, here. we got about the three minutes here. Before we uh, – uh, I'm going to ask another. I'll ask you a question, but before we do that, uh, if our fans want to check you out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, or TikTok? What do you got? I got I got pretty much everything, and it's all pretty much under my name. Uh, I think my Instagram's at Brad Banaka, B-R-A-D-B-A-N-A-C-K-A. My Facebook is the same. Uh, I've got a website, bradbanaka.com. And, of course, my IMDB, which is under my name, Brad Benaka. I got a TikTok. I got something like, you know, I've got a few followers. I think the Instagram is my biggest. And then, of course, the Facebook. I hit you up on Instagram, Brad. So, uh, Brad, Brad, don't take this question the wrong way, but with your last name, why are you not a spokesman for that product? Well, you know, I've thought about that for decades. Actually, that used to be the running joke back in the 70s, right? Banaka breast spray. Well, if I, if I really was in that, you know, it's kind of like the Waltons for the Walmart, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. <laughs> you know, and uh, one other quick thing I'll ask you here, Brad. When uh, you uh, when you decide to, that you're going to do a project and uh, – you, you sit down and uh, you start writing it, uh, and then like you've had thousands of uh, 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 co-stars and uh, actors in your movies. Do you sit down and write like, okay, I'm going to write this role for this actor. I'm going to write this role for this actress. Uh, uh, this actor, uh, this character is going to get killed in the first five minutes. I'll have the icon take that role. Do you ever? Does that ever happen? Well, that did for more, 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 because as we continued to build on it, it was, you guys interested in doing something so crazy. They're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so Jennifer, I'm going to write you as a secretary. You're not a secretary, but I'm going to write you as a secretary. Uh, my buddy Randy, he plays the, uh, he plays the uh, therapist. You know, I'm like, Randy, I'm writing this scene, and it's going to have nuances of you. So, yes, I do, but when I'm writing something um, – 
a little more. I've got a couple other ones, like when we did uh, The Odd Man Out, which is actually another um, uh, episodic. It literally is written um, – the characters are written opposite of what the person actually is. So it's, it's, a, it's a big dichotomy difference, right? It just depends on, on, the, on, the, on the script and, and where, we're, where we're taking it. But, yeah, some of them I'll write it for. I mean, one of my good friends, Robert Craighead, I wrote him, a, wrote him a scene in one of my other ones that we didn't get produced when we shot the scene. It was freaking phenomenal. I was like, man, I, I wrote one for you. And he's like, okay, I'll come do it. <laughs> And you know one of the one of the goals I and uh, we, we we got about thirty seconds, man. One of the goals that I would like to do here is I would like to like like I'm doing with Scott here. I would like to come work for you and uh, be be part of your movie and have you do a screening here in our hometown here at the Fargo Theater and uh, have the radio station uh, sponsor it and uh, not only uh, get awareness to your project but also bring more awareness to the radio station here as well. Absolutely, I'm in. I'm in 100. percent Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Brad. You are you are the man. You are awesome, and uh, uh, I cannot wait to uh, have you on again. I will be in contact. I'll understand if when I call you, you don't answer the phone again, like most people do that I know, like my relatives. But I will. Uh, I will be in contact. I'll uh, go over the little project issue I have with you uh, this week. Okay, sounds great. I'll be waiting for your call. Very nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, Scott. Let's uh, nice let's connect. Yeah, I sent you a message on Instagram. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. All right, uh, Brad Binocca, ladies and gentlemen, that was awesome. All right, so it looks like our next guest is waiting in the wings. We're going to take another quick little timeout here. Uh, we'll be back after these messages, so uh, stick with us, and we will be back after these brief words. Stick with us. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is our guest at this time. He served his country. He writes military tales, and he's a great guy. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Stephen Alexander. Hey, thank you very much for the great intro. Appreciate that. And, hey, listen, just, uh, you know, for all of my friends that are out there listening, I put some word out in this on Facebook. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Mondays on 89.1. Ken's FM is your host, the icon, also the modern nightmare, Matthias, and the big swing. And I'm honored and humbled to be here. Well, it's good to have you, sir. And uh, first off, uh, I want to uh, thank you because, uh, you know, we just had Veterans Day. I do want to thank you for your service to our country, sir. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate it. And, and, uh, and on behalf of everybody, uh, we get thanked a lot. And, and uh, so uh, so thank you. And, and again, honored. It was, it was an honor and privilege to serve. It started in, well, for my family way back in the way back. But uh, for what it's worth, my granddaughter, Ashley, is an airman in the Air Force. And she continues an 81 straight year run of an Alexander uniform, starting with my dad in World War II. Uh, 
basically, uh, you know, he was a World War II fighter pilot of Pacific, went into the Army Air Corps in 1942, and two older brothers and twin nephews and uh, myself and granddaughter, 81 straight years of an Alexander in uniform. So crazy and, stuff. And uh, you, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, you served 28 years, correct? With two yeah, I did 28 years. Yeah, I did. Went, 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 did the Middle East trip and and all of that good stuff. I thank the big guy upstairs because there's no way I probably should have gotten out of Iraq in one piece in 2004, but I did. So, uh, so I'll certainly be up front with that right early. Yeah, I had, I had some, I had some excitement, some adventure, and uh, but it is what it is. And, and you did, um, you did uh, come out of, uh, you did come out with a Purple Heart because you were wounded. I did. I was actually in the Battle of Al-Kissick uh, 2004 in August. We were at a base in northern Iraq pretty much, uh, you know, it was out in the middle of nowhere, and we were like the uh, Magnificent Seven. There were about eight guys on my Army team, and we had a couple of Marines and a couple other Army guys and a bunch of contractors. We were frequently under attack with rockets and mortars, and then one day they went ahead and brought in a couple of V-beds, vehicle-borne improvised explosive devices, water tanks full of bombs and uh and yeah, so uh, yes, sir. That's why I'm. I, every day is a blessing, so you'll you'll never find me complaining about anything. Yeah, and in fact, I, you, the, I'm. Go ahead. I'm go sorry. ahead, sir. Well, I was going to say we know that this is true. Uh, the reason why uh, Saddam gave up is he knew that you were there. Well, I you know I I, I wish you would have given up earlier, but <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> hey, that's just. Uh, yeah, like 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 you know you know hundreds of thousands of guys we went and, and gals and, and, and you know, everybody we we just went and did what we uh, what we did and the uh, the intent I think was well meaning and get into the politics of the whole reason of being there and all that and you know unless we're going to be on the air for the next seven hours we probably probably should leave that one alone but uh, anyway. There we go. Uh, Stephen Alexander is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kent Seven. We've got about uh, 35 minutes here with our man. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Uh, but you have you have done a lot of military movies uh, that you've been in, correct? Well, I've, I've not so much that I've actually done them, but I've written quite a few military scripts, uh, some modern era, some Civil War era, and uh, but I'm working with uh, Arcus and Ybots uh, Management and also the Panther Trail Films uh, Productions, and we've got a movie called PTSD that we're going to be wrapping up in the not-too-distant future, and all credit to Diana Carter on that, the uh, CEO in Panther 6, as I call her. But, uh, yeah, that movie is, uh, you know, going to be finished here in the not-too-distant future, and, and there are other projects. Again, the... Uh, you know, one of the tough things for, for some filmmakers is finding the ways to finance all this. I wish one of those studios had lost a couple, you know, 30, 40 million could loan me a few million. I think I can make it up for them, but uh, I don't know about that. So. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. But, yeah, I, uh, I, my, my co-host, uh, I'll have him uh, ask you a couple questions uh, in, in, uh, in a little bit after I ask a few more questions. But uh, he can probably give you some tips on how to raise money for a project. He, he's actually pretty good at it, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious about the, the PTSD, a soldier's revenge. Uh, how long yeah. did it uh, take you to, uh, well, when did you come up with the concept and how long did it uh, take you to uh, film that project? Well, it, it was kind of a collaborative effort and, and we filmed a lot of the uh, initial scenes. There's, uh, there's only so much I can talk about it, but uh, we've got films to, you know, scenes to film yet, but, Daniel Baldwin's part of it. Robert Lasardo's in it. Uh, Oksana Lada from uh, 
Sopranos and a, and a few other familiar faces that you probably will recognize at some point in that. But we filmed a lot of the scenes and we've got some left to do, and that's what's coming up here in the, in the days and, uh, and, and, and weeks ahead. And I do believe the uh, late, great Tom Sizemore is in that film as well. Well, yeah, um, he, he was certainly part of the film, and, and what a tragic loss that was, the way that all went about. So, so yeah, there's, uh, you know, he was certainly a, a part of the film, and, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And, uh, and, and later on, you know, we can talk more in depth about, about that, that situation. But he was a really, ni- really nice guy, and, and he had a, he'd been through a lot, but he'd, he'd done a lot of good, and he, you know, did what he could to, to make and do things right. So, uh, you know, nothing but respect for him. Now, when you, uh, when you do, uh, when you write military films, uh, is it, do you find it, uh, easier because you've been in the military, uh, or do you find it more difficult because you want, uh, you want more accuracy than fantasy? You know, that is an incredible, that's great. That's a great point. And all the times I've ever talked about this, that's, you know, yeah, I, I am, you know, I, I, I've been in the Humvee with the radio traffic and with the calls for fire and for the, you know, 9-9 medivac. So, so yeah, sometimes my lack of a better word, call it expertise or familiarity with it is actually a detraction from, you know, the action adventure type thing. Cause we always got to kind of ratchet it down when, you know, the walls are falling and all the other stuff. But, uh, so yeah. And in some ways I, I, you know, I can make it, God, it's so real, but it's so boring, you know. And then uh, on the other side is that, uh, you know, you know that I've seen scenes where you know it isn't really like that. So in in other movies, so but that's so that's a that's a fine line to balance. That's really a great question. Put that in your in your uh, quiver for uh, arrows for later on. That's a really good question because, yeah, you can make it so real that uh, it doesn't look real, and and. Uh, then again, you can make it such fantasy that it there's you know it looks crazy. So, did I answer your question or just confuse you more? Yeah, That's yeah, you did. Uh, well, see, Robert, I'm kind of the same way. If you ask me a question, I'm gonna. If you ask me what time it is, I'm gonna tell you how to build a watch. So that, that that's great here. We love that. <laughs> uh, Stephen Alexander's our guest here. Uh, I want to introduce you. Uh, uh, I'm gonna come. We'll come back to me. And I'll ask you a few other tougher questions, but uh, we're gonna bring my co-host on first here. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's bring in uh, if I can. Uh, this um, this mouse does not want to work here. I apologize. Um, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, do this here. We'll have uh, Matthias ask a question first, and then we'll have uh, Scott ask a question. What do you got, Matthias? Go ahead. Well, yes, you're talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion and NSC World Tag Team Champion, and soon to be Rudo's Intercontinental Champion, APW United States Champion, and NSC World Heavyweight Champion, and honorary member of the New World Order, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. Um, thank you. I guess thank you. Right now, I mean, I'll, I'll also say uh, thank you for your service to the country. It means a lot. Um, I, right now, am just trying to think of a really good question to ask you. But uh, right now, I'll, um, I'll ask this one, and then I'll have it go back to Icon or whoever. And then uh, if I come up with a, a, better, a better question, a really, a really much better question, I'll uh, – I'll have it come back to me. But my main question to you right now would be, and, and 
uh, when people do interviews and stuff, they uh, people ask this question, and sometimes you'll get a different answer depending on who it is and for different reasons. But who would you? And, and a lot of people, uh, when they get asked this question, they'll say a specific person, like in their family or something. Um, but who would you say? is one of your heroes um, that has helped you throughout your life or has been a big influence in your life that's helped you kind of pursue the life that you have uh, currently? Well, my answer is a double-edged sword. My answer would be my dad because uh, Kenny set the example for me and my two brothers. He was in the Army Air Corps, stayed in the Air Force 33 years. Both my older brothers were became Air Force pilots, as was he. And so, and, and so with that kind of DNA in me, I was, there was no question I wasn't going to do something in the military. But, uh, you know, to be honest with you, a tragedy hit our family in 1972. Keep in mind, everybody, I'm 70 years old, so I've been around the sun a few times here. But when I was a senior in high school in 1972, my brother Jim was an Air Force pilot. He'd already been to Vietnam. And, and uh, he, uh, you know, his aircraft was in an accident my senior year. And so, uh, you know, we lost him and at, at age 25, and I was 18 at the time. But through all that, I watched my, you know, that was pretty tough on a parent to lose a child, and I watched my dad endure that, and my mom as well, and my dad lived at 86 and passed away in 2007. But just the, you know, just the, the example of grace and toughness and whatever, and uh, and he was always there for me. On the other side of the coin, as you guys might be aware, I've, written 23 novels, 18 of them solo, and I've got about 35 scripts in the Writers Guild of America. And that is one aspect of my life that uh, the creative side, because he was always, this, I don't know whether it's left brain or right brain, I've told I've got no brain, but, uh, you know, he, he never really saw that creative element until probably the last eight, ten years of, of uh, his life, you know, that I could, you know, write scripts and stuff. So, uh, but my hero would be my dad and, and my brothers, too, for what what they did and, uh, you know, for, for the country. And plus there, there were, you know, my brother, John, who was a F-4 pilot shot down in Vietnam in 68 and survived. Uh, you know, so those, those are my heroes. I, you know, I, I, I'm not one of those guys that think heroes wear capes. I think the, most of them I met, these are wear uh, combat uniforms or flight suits. And so, uh, so that would be my heroes. That's awesome. Uh, Steve now returns to our guest here on 89.1 Kent FM, and uh, we have, uh, well, we have a good chunk of time. We've got about 25 minutes. I'll go to Scott here in a second. Uh, you know, we, you mentioned a service, I, and I, I want to, again, mention my father, who was my hero. And uh, uh, he, uh, he served uh, during Vietnam in the first Gulf War. And uh, his brothers, my other heroes, uh, my uncles Clayton and Dwayne, they uh, served during the Korean conflict. And uh, uh, my father is, uh, of the three, he's the, he's the only uh, one left. And uh, you know how they say that uh, so, some uh, some men never grow up meeting their hero? Well, I was raised by mine. And my father is my hero, and he always will be my hero. And uh, I'm going to ask you a few more about uh, some of your other scripts that I, I'm really interested in and want to talk about. But... Uh, let's uh, introduce uh, uh, Scott Hand. Uh, he's our other co-host here. Uh, he's an independent film director, something that you know a little bit about, Stephen. So, uh, Scott, what do you got? Go ahead. Stephen, thank you for your service to the country. That's the first hey, thing Scott, thank, thank you. Nice, nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah, I mean, you can, I can definitely attest that you've, you've written some more screenplays on the num- number side than I have. I've got 10 written with the 11th one that I'm currently working on now. 
and you know working on you know getting one feature film out the door into distribution and a short film you know in post production and another feature film getting ready to shoot in a few months so uh you've been at how how long have you been screenwriting well it, it uh, and I got out, I retired from the army after my 20 years in 2011 and I started writing novels because one of my one day in an airport I looked over and I saw all these books in an airport, you know, in the store, and I said, hey, "Yeah, my goal in life now is to get a book I wrote into the airport." So I started writing like a madman. I, you know, again I wrote 20 through 18 solo novels, but all the agents I'd send them off to would be, "That's a great war story. Why'd you have them fall in love?" And the other agent would say, "That's a great love story. Why'd you have them go to war?" And then I just, and uh, you know, probably about 2016. I was rummaging through Facebook, just doing doing the looking, and I ran across a guy who was making a Iraq-based movie down in Alamogordo, New Mexico. I lived in Colorado Springs at the time, so I uh, went down and became part of that. And I, you know, I always wanted to be a writer, and I always thought I wanted to make movies, but uh, that really kind of hit me. And, and out of that experience, I, uh, you know, started, for lack of a better word, throwing myself at everybody and anybody, and I met some. Thieves, and I met some crooks, and I met some really great human beings. And so, uh, but uh, on the great side, certainly I want to shout out to Chris Sanders, uh, really super guy, and uh, he's, over, he's over in England with Black Copies Films, and Stephen M. Smith with Greenway Entertainment, and Lance uh, Poland out in L.A. with uh, Bad Amigo Pictures. Three, these three guys are just first-rate good guys, and, you know, they're they're welcome to whatever they can get out of my checkbook whenever they can. But uh, there's usually usually I pay my Mastercard with my Visa, so I haven't helped them as much as I'd like. But uh, but so but it just uh, it just it just fit the uh, you know gee I could mix all these things up in a in a movie script, you know romance, love, war, you know, and I and I'm crazy enough that I can you know write a screenplay about the Civil War or write one about an alien creature that you know is in a spaceship that crashes in a mountain reservoir or a driving theater that comes to life. So, uh, so, you know, but never let me work on your car and I could nowhere, uh, you know, run the board that you're running the show with stuff like that. I got too many loose screws, but, uh, I know where I fit in. That's awesome. Uh, Steve, I was I guess you're on 89.1 Ken's FM and, uh, we got about uh, 22 minutes and, uh, Matthias, when you uh, think of a question, just let me know. And for those of you who listen to our radio show from time to time, if you go to our Facebook page, as you air on Monday, Monday like that, uh, go to Ken's FM page like that, do a $10 month donation, Power of the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Steve, would you be willing to send us a few uh, autographs for giveaways? Of course I would, and, and I need to get all your autographs, too, and, and all that good stuff. So, yes, I would. I will. I would be. I will certainly follow up with that, and uh, you know, just if, you, if there's a certain picture you like me standing in front of a Republican Guard, you know, building or whatever you want, you just let me know, and uh, I'll be glad to send you some photos. Well, there. Well, there's one. And I'll understand if you turn me down by this, but there is one uh, book that I'd like to ask you about: First Down, First Love. And if there's any way I can get you to autograph one of your books to my dad. Uh, I would. I, I'd even be willing to pay for the book, but if you could do that, that would be awesome. If you could do that, I will. What, I would be glad to do that. What, what now? What kind of subject matter for what it's worth would your dad like? Would he be a sci-fi kind of guy? Would he? Would he rather read a movie script as you know, or or he rather read an actual novel? Uh, but yeah, you. Why don't you pick a genre and you let me know? You know, if you if you want some sci-fi or some civil war, and I'll I would be honored to to send him something. 
sports. Sports, done. Done deal. Piece of cake. We can do that. Awesome. Cool. And uh, all right, let's talk about uh, some of the uh, other current projects that you got going on. And uh, like I say, you have uh, you have uh, got a lot of projects that you're doing, and uh, you've uh, you've done a lot of. Uh, uh, now, did you uh, start writing books that turned into movie scripts, or movie scripts that turned into books? How'd you? Yeah, you know, that? yeah, I'll be, I'll be 100 percent honest. Yeah, when I, when I got out of the army in 2011, I just, I just wanted to write, and so I, I was cranking out, you know, three books a month or whatever it was, whatever the number was, something crazy like that, and, and I initially made a lot of contacts through agents, and, and I found out the sad truth is that I really wasn't. Uh, you know, a, uh, you know, pick your favorite writer type guy. So uh, I wasn't going to be Ernest Hemingway and, and that. So some of my books are, are more written from the soul and spirit rather than from the grammatical expertise, if that makes any sense to you. So, but well, I, it, but I did try to get, I did, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, writers have their own style. And from all the stuff that it looks like you that you've written, like uh, one uh, that I'm really intrigued about, another uh, another plan from outer space, where the tagline is "Getting home is the only beginning." What inspired that book? Well, uh, now that that was actually a movie that I'm an executive producer with. It's not actually a novel. That's an actual movie that you can watch on uh, on TV. Just dial it up. Another plan from outer space. So that's. Uh, you know that was a that was that went pretty much straight from the script to the screen, so uh, and that was that's one of the projects with Lance uh, Poland out in L.A. with his uh, Bad Amigo Pictures, and uh, that was actually the first movie that I actually was on that got finished and got done right and and ended up where you could actually see it. And we did a premiere in L.A. and a premiere in Orlando, and uh, and that was a you know real inspirational time because I. You know, been waiting to do that all my life, and all of a sudden we're sitting on the stage in the panel, and you know, all that cool, st- cool, neat stuff. You know, here in uh, well, another movie I want to ask you about. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, the name of the uh, Air Force, uh, the National Guard uh, Air Force here in Fargo, are known as the Happy Hooligans, and you did a movie called The Red Army Hooligans. Not the same hooligans. Our uh, the Red Army hooligans was basically that's uh, British based and it was uh, you know thugs over in England and a card game and, and stuff like that. And I was uh, somewhat involved in that one, but not heavily heavily involved. So, uh, but uh, for, as far as your happy hooligans, my I'll bring up my brother John again. He was a uh, F4 pilot. He spent many times out there in North Dakota with the happy hooligans, your air guard guys. You know, doing exercises and and. Uh, Flying and all that stuff. So I'm familiar with that. But yeah, my yeah, my father. Uh, I um, I'm sure he'll scold me when he hears this, but I do believe he's uh, he served 25 years in the Army National Guard here in Fargo uh, with the Happy Hooligans, and he was in disaster preparedness. And uh, like I say, he uh, he served his country, and uh, he taught me a lot about the military. One thing that he taught me is Memorial Day is a day where we honor our our fallen veterans. It's not an extra day at the lake. It's not a day off from school. It's it's where we honor those that have served and that have given their ultimate sacrifice to our country so that we can live in freedom. Because freedom is not free. 
I don't want to make this sound like it's a political statement, but what I'm saying is true. Freedom is not free. There, there, there are men that have, served, have given the ultimate sacrifice so that we can uh, do stuff like we do on a daily basis. And every day I honor those men and women for what they have done for the service for our country. And you are exact. You are absolutely right that uh, you know freedom isn't free, and uh, you know for uh, and that's you know and you know again I'm being seven years old and I don't want to get political there, but I but I think there's probably a good number of uh, you know Americans maybe in a younger age range that you know really don't connect with that perhaps. I mean you can watch the uh, you know all the TV coverage of what's going on in Israel with Hamas and and uh, you know just. Uh, you know, there's there's some there's some lessons that have not been taught and and taken out of the next generation, and so uh, you know, but but it's good for good for good good to appreciate the the people that sacrificed and went before. And uh, yep, and at the uh, and at the end of this uh, and the end of this episode, you know, we usually end uh, the show with the theme song from Edge, uh, but. Uh, I'm actually going to uh, play a tribute uh, to my father and to all those that have served uh, in honor of Veterans Day. I know it was uh, Saturday, but uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do that uh, when we're done here. We got about uh, we got about 11 minutes here left with you, or 15 minutes here left with you, sir. So I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the other upcoming projects you got, and we got our information sure. here from IMDb.com, and if this, the information is incorrect. Uh, you have to fire them, not a producer. But uh, let's go over a few of these, uh, and then you can let me know if these are correct or not. Uh, the Haunted Studio uh, sounds like a project if I was on set. Uh, Mistletoe Massacre, Many Pilots, uh, The Delano Files, The Division, uh, Desert Fiends, Monster on, Monster on the Art of the Craft, The Alfred uh, Victorian, uh, PTSD, A Soldier of Revenge. We talked about that. Uh, Shenandoah Sanctuary, I want to ask you about that. Another plan from Outer Space, The Doomed, uh, Ripper Revealed, Irish Ashes, and Heat of the West. Heat in the West. Uh, is that accurate? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff on there now. Some of it, uh, you know, has not been made. Some of it may never be made. And and one times you find with IMDb, sometimes anybody, you look at your page every, you know, if you don't look at it often enough, the people are putting stuff on it that you don't even know about. So. Uh, but uh, certainly, just you mentioned a couple of them there. The uh, another plan from outer space, the doomed part two, that has been filmed. That'll be released in the not too distant future, and uh, that's the sequel to uh, the uh, the original another plan. Uh, the Delano Files is a is another movie that uh, you know is 95% made. That's got uh, Costas Mandel in it and, and Bailing in it, and uh, and myself and a few others. And so we're. So that's got some work yet to be done on it. But as far as the, the actual finished projects there, you mentioned the Haunted Studios done. There's Nest of Vampires in there that's done. There's uh, uh, Demons at Dawn. There's a, there's a bunch of them. And I, I found in the early days that, uh, you know, I did, but beyond it, I had a head injury when I got wounded in Iraq. I got a bunch of screws knocked loose. I can't memorize lines and such. So my, you know, my acting, you know, concept at this day is, hey, just – Give me a few bit lines. If I can't remember, I can make, you know, I can just get through the scene and get it done. So I just go for bit parts anymore. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, if you're, you know, you mentioned a few of them there and, uh, you know, with, with all of the movies that I've done, I think there's something like 
30 that are that are out, that are finished and i think there's about 17 or 18 that you can find here there on the internet and what I'll, when this is all done i will send you a, a current list of what you can really see and find and where and you know if you want to pass that out you're sure welcome to do that definitely but, uh, uh one one question i do want to ask you about and i hope this is i hope this is going to come to fruition or it already has i don't know but shenandoah thanksgiving that is a uh, you know it, it it was done it was written initially as a stage play as, and it was performed on stage, basically about a bunch of uh, Yanks and Rebs that end up in a farmhouse in Virginia after a battle in July of eighteen of uh, you know of eighteen sixty four, and it's uh, you know if you're familiar with the uh, story from World War One where uh, you know in the battlefield in no man's land basically the Germans and the Brits and the uh, English all during Christmas season got out and shook hands and uh you know bonded with each other and so uh you know it's it's a little bit of that but it you know again it's 1864 but uh, the discussion you know it's pretty much what the same stuff we're talking about in 2023 you know the and, you know the the civil rights the you know racism everything slavery it's 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 all it's all in there and you know I would love to make it and and uh you know at one point we had some interest and uh, again, there's a couple other ones down by the sunken road. Another Civil War story that I no, script that I that I'd written. And uh, but anyway, in, in the modern current climate, it's it's been a little bit difficult to make Civil War movies appeal to anybody. You know, because there's uh, you know on the other side of the coin is you know they melted down General Lee's statue in uh, Virginia, I guess it was Richmond, and and uh, so so there's just not a whole lot of excitement. But I'm, excitement about making civil war movies right now so uh and i don't know if that'll ever change in fact you know as you were you're well aware they changed the name of the military bases that at one time were named after confederate officers and so uh so that kind of thing well you know one thing i would like to throw out there and uh of course you know i i know our fans are probably tired of me doing this and uh it, it has worked in the past but uh i'm going to offer my services to you sir uh, if you need an extra that's willing to come and work for just a couple hot dogs, and then you can pay me when it uh, makes a million bucks, I'd love to come work for you as well. You you have a no cut contract. We uh, if we if we, uh, we we make that happen, you're certainly more than invited to uh, come be a part. Now, where are you? You're up in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, where we have uh, four seasons: winter, flood, road construction, and football. Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Um this we will definitely keep in touch on that and uh you know if you could do some if you could do some traveling that that's probably something that could be arranged. And um uh, right, one movie I should mention really quick here that uh it's called sure. Monster on the Art of the Craft and that's one yeah, that's uh, going to be about wrapped that real quick. Yeah. Yeah, that's one that, that I wrote quick. the script. Yeah. I I'm I'm looking at it right now. I'm just kind of curious that the picture on uh and I'm looking at this on imdb.com. The picture on the script is that your man cave? Oh, let's see. Um gosh, I'm not sure which picture you're looking at. Uh Well, it's sorry. got uh, it's um, got a whole it's like got a couple of bookshelves and it's got a lot of action figures. Uh it's got like yeah, that's, uh that's you know, oh yeah, oh yeah. My my man cave, I you know, my my man cave is pretty much uh you know, I've got monster movie posters everywhere and all kinds of other good stuff. And, and uh, you know, I collect I collect monster mar- memorabilia. You know, like I've got a lot of the old Universal posters and, and other posters as well. But, 
you know, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some pictures and, and, uh, but yeah, I, I collect those classic, the classic plastic models of, you know, all the monsters from, uh, Universal and, uh, you know, the old Aurora model kits that I made when I was a kid. So, uh, do you have a, but yeah, do you have a favorite uh, monster from the Universal Studios? Probably the Wolfman. And just because we, I'm glad you mentioned that, I'd like to give a shout out to my friend Ron Cheney. He's actually Lon Cheney Jr.'s grandson and, you know, of course, uh, Senior's great-great-grandson, but uh, Ron is a good, dear friend and a really, really super nice guy, and he uh, he goes out on the monster convention circuit quite a bit, and uh, he's got a couple projects he's working on. One is a play that's already been done based on the life of his great-great-grandfather, who was, you know, Lon Senior, the guy that really came up with all the makeup for the Phantom of the Opera and Quasimodo and all that going back to the, you know, 1920s and... Uh, and shortly thereafter, and then and Lon Jr. took over. Do you but, think maybe? Uh, yeah. uh, and I'll understand if you turn me down. To, uh, turn me down for this, but do you think maybe you could hook us up with him? Do you think he uh, he'd be willing to do an interview on the show I, here? I, I I would be glad to send your information over that, and I will work on that. You have my you have my word as an Eagle Scout with 27 merit badges. I will uh, I'll make sure you get contact with him. Well, you know, I'll tell you that that's that's really impressive. You know, uh, I couldn't even uh, I couldn't even tie my shoes, so that's why I was disqualified from the Boy Scouts. But uh, there's a couple other projects I want. We got about uh, six minutes here left with you before uh, I, I do my dedication here. Uh, but one another project I want to ask you about is Longwood. Man, that's a that that is my favorite. That's that's one of my favorite scripts. My my, if I could get any script made of all of my thirty plus scripts, the first one would be Share the Land. And that's all about basically a group of army veterans that come home after war and they can't get it right, but they end up getting hired as uh, trainers for a basically a park service force overseas in Africa, and they end up going to Africa to train all of these volunteer guys that want to become park rangers and and they end up in a war with the warlord Shaminga and fighting poachers and human traffickers, and that's number one. This next one here, the saga of Bowie Longwood is, uh, you know, near and dear to my heart, uh, inspired by, uh, you know, people that I've watched, and I'm a huge football fan. Don't tell me who won between the Broncos and the Bills, okay? Don't tell me, whatever you do. So, uh, well, I, but, well, um, I, I will not tell you that, but I will let you know that the Broncos are going to get taken out by our Minnesota Vikings next week. Hey, listen, Josh, I'm a huge, you know, Josh Dobbs fan. I'm a huge fan. He was down here in Phoenix. I'm in Phoenix now. And, you know, as good as he was, he couldn't even save the Phoenix Cardinals or the Arizona Cardinals. But, no, Josh Dobbs, I'm, you know, we're big. I'm a big fan. I'm ready to go buy my Viking T-shirt. So, are, are, uh, you, are you a big Broncos fan, too? To be honest with you, no, I'm not. And it's because of the treatment of uh, one Tim Tebow years ago. I know they got a whole new ownership team in there, you know, a few years ago. But I thought that, uh, you know, I, just, I had great respect for Tebow as a winner and as a player. And I know maybe he had that elongated throwing motion and he had bad footwork and he had all the other things. But, uh, you know, so uh, the quarterback before him only won four games out of 22. So why they waited so long, I'll never know. But, uh, so, if you, so, so if you had to pick a team, who is your football team? I you know I I I am not a loyal fan I guess I I kind of float around I I you know I've always I always like the uh, I always like the underdogs like right now yeah I, you don't want to hear this but you know the Detroit Lions have been so bad for so long and the way Jared Goff got kicked out of L A you know just uh, and then you know then their old quarterback 
you know, goes to goes to the Rams and wins a Super Bowl. You know, go for, you know, go figure that out. But uh, so I, I, you know, I, I am not, um, I'm not so much a team guy. I think as I, I there are players that I really like, and uh, you know, I, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was really curious to see how Aaron Rodgers was going to do this year, and I that that didn't work out well. And on a college level, I was, uh, you know, with all my ties to the Air Force Academy. They were eight and zero, and then they screwed up and lost to Army, a two and five team, and enough football. We gotta do the sports later, but um, right. gosh, there was something else you were gonna uh, ask me. Now I totally went off on a rampage. Well, uh, Stephen Alexander's our guest here. We got about uh, four minutes here left with uh, Stephen. Uh, one other pro- uh, uh, story I want to ask you about. Uh, I do believe there's a script here. Uh, the no time drive-in, and what's interesting is you uh, on the picture of the script I'm looking at. It says Comanche. And of course, you know Johnny Horton had a great hit song called Comanche about the yep. uh, about the horse of uh, General Armstrong Custer, uh, who actually was here in North Dakota. Yes, yes, I've been to the Custer. I've been to the Little Bighorn Battlefield and uh, paid paid appropriate respects all around. So, but uh, yeah, that's a, that again. That's that's a sci-fi paranormal romance that. Uh, if I ever win the if I ever win the Powerball, I'm gonna hire all you guys to make movies with me, and, and uh, you know we'll just uh, we'll just do great things. But well, uh, yeah, what, that's there's, a... there's one script here that I think would be perfect for us, and could, and uh, we bring our the owner of the radio station, a uh, disc jockey nights. That's a that's a fun story. That was a. Uh, when I got out of college back in 19, yeah, get ready for this, 1975, I uh, was a was a top 40 DJ in town, and uh, you know, it was, it was so you know, it was one of those things where you know, a box of macaroni and cheese cost 22 cents, and I was making a dollar, you know, dollar 40 an hour, so I thought I was rich, and so, uh, but uh, yeah, that's about the charge, uh, you know, the excitement of, uh, of a you know young kid DJ, and then one day the millionaire from Dallas's daughter comes to the town and. He's the DJ at the nightclub, and uh, all of a sudden he's going to be a father in eight months. And then uh, I don't want to tell you too much, but the father buys out the radio station and basically has this guy kidnapped because he wants to find out who's going to be the father of his grandson. So, uh, so I'll, 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 I'll tell you what that that's still in semi development, and and if you want to work on that with me, we can sure do that. And we'll make a movie script out of it. Definitely, that is an and I'll uh, I'll have uh, our buddy Scott here, and uh, we'll we'll all get together. We'll do this because I think this will be fun. Uh, so we so we can do this here real quick. If our fans want to check you out, uh, Stephen, uh, you got Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. What do you got? I, I the best place to find stuff about me is probably actually my company website, which is it's a cool name. At least I like it. It's www.quill, like writer's quill. Q U I L L. Team T E A M six spelled out L L C dot com. Quill Team Six L L C dot com. Or if you just put you know, Google or whatever you use, put in Quill Team Six, you know, odds are you'll find me in there. That's that's a good place. And then my IMDB is another another place I would re- refer people to that they want to find out how crazy I really am. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we, we're definitely going to have you on again because we have more questions. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But uh, we love you, man, and uh, I, I, I'll be in contact with this week. i got a couple uh, uh, interesting projects I'd like to throw your way and see what, uh, see what you think. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Take care, man. You have a good night. We appreciate your service. Thank you. 
Hey, thanks, everybody. Nice to meet you guys. We'll, we'll talk again. Thank you. All right. Out of here. Uh, that was uh, Stephen Alexander, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got a few minutes here. Uh, I'm going to do this dedication for my dad here at the end of the show. Uh, uh, Scott, you're going to join us next week, aren't you? I am. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to have a in studio uh, uh, musician. Uh, she actually uh, opened up a music school here, and uh, maybe uh, you can uh, maybe I can talk into hiring her for uh, doing some of your music for some of your movies. And we'll see. All right. And, uh, Matthias, you going to be here with us next week? Or, no, you won't be here next week, are you? I will not be here next week. Okay, that's right. Uh, so it'll be uh, Scott, myself, uh, our in-studio advertiser, and I do believe that uh, uh, Ken will be down here with us as well. Uh, but, uh, Matthias, you'll be back here in uh, two weeks. I know that you got a big wrestling schedule coming up this, uh, this weekend, so... Uh, I understand you got to concentrate on that. Yeah, I got I've got uh, some big shows upcoming here that I got to take care of, and then uh, I'll should be back the uh, following week. All right, and uh, Scott, you're going to be with us uh, through March, I believe, right? Yeah, until we start shooting the black tent. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, like I say, I'm real. I cannot wait to come out and work for you. Like I say, I'll bring Matthias out here with you, and uh, you won't have to worry about the security on the set if, when Matthias is around because he is pretty good, man. You shouldn't mess with him, as uh, one unlucky fan found out last week. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Looking forward to it. Trust me. I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, until uh, until next week, remember, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. Uh, join us every Monday night here on 89.1 Kens FM, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time every Monday night. Well, we're here to entertain you. Uh, until next week, be safe, love each other, care for each other, and always come back next week. And uh, as we leave here, I want to give this dedication to my hero, my father, the man who gave me life, wisdom, and taught me everything I know. Dad, this is for you. I love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. We got to go. We are out. Take care. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky star To be living here today But the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Tennessee, 
American heart, and it's time we say. 